Welcome to Food and Wine with Chef Jamie Gwen. Celebrate food and life by learning about the culinary scene around the world. Speaking with chefs, artists and food makers, farmers, authors and tastemakers who are passionate about everything delicious. A very good weekend to you food lovers and happy new year to you. Chef Jamie Gwen in your radio. Here's to fabulous food in 2020 and kicking off a new delicious decade. Want a dish? Well, food and wine starts right now. I'm sharing food for your ears, delicious conversations so that you can cook with confidence throughout the year. My best secret ingredients, what and where to eat around the world, food news and opinions from artisans, authors, and chefs. I'm all about the science and politics of food. And so I share reports and opinions from farms and factories, kitchen tables, and cookbook authors. And I hope that you will tune in and dig in. As I start my 17th year on the radio, I'm grateful that you're listening, and I hope that you will continue to allow me to dish on living the best life with you. I'm all about food, wine, and cocktails, health and wellness, tech trends, lifestyle, and more. And you can tune in every weekend, plus find podcasts of shows you might have missed on iTunes under Food and Wine with Chef Jamie Gwen. I'm always serving up seconds as well on the all-new ChefJamie.com. Recently launched, I'd love to know what you think of the new website and all of its resources. So send me an email, Jamie at ChefJamie.com and weigh in. But let's get to the culinary conversation, shall we? So what are your culinary resolutions for 2020? Me, I'd like there to be more plants on my plate. I'm saying smaller portions of meat are definitely my commitment for the year. I'd like to cook with more nuts and seeds and more tofu too, because I love it. But that's not all I want to do in this coming year. I want to make you the best cook you know. My weekly aspiration on this show is to make you a culinary hero. I do it on TV and the radio every week, and it is my absolute privilege and pleasure. And so I commit to continuing my technique training sessions at the start of every show to inspire you to a new dish or an ingredient or a method. And yes, throughout the year, you'll hear from true culinary inspiration, celebrity chefs and cookbook authors and farmers and authors, as I said. But at the start of the show, I will continue to share my expertise and to hone my skills so that I can lend to your culinary lives. I'm also continuing to share an exclusive weekly recipe from my collection to add to your recipe resolution list. At the end of last year, 2019, seems so far away, right? Uh, It seemed to be a rather popular new addition to this show. And so I'm hoping that you will continue to email me weekly and I will send you the exclusive bonus recipe. You know, I have this list of dishes that I intend to master. I actually have a folder on my computer filled with new ideas and recipes that I want to make. And so I thought if you could continue to compile these weekly recipes, you'd have a whole slew of them to master in the new year. 
I plan to master one every weekend with family and friends gathered at the table. And I think it's a good goal, right? The list, though, it continues and it grows larger in ambition. And so I hope time opens up. But here's to new chicken dishes and more new vinaigrettes. And mostly, here's to kindness every day, to sitting down at the table, to championing the delicious and to understanding the world through food. Okay, let's get cooking. It's cold outside. That makes me crave hearty comfort food. Braises, oh yes, and stews and chilies and pasta and spaghetti and red wine and preferably spaghetti cooked in red wine. Have you made it yet? As delicious as it is, pasta is definitely one of the easiest meals to make, right? You put on a pot of boiling water, you add a you know good handful of salt, you're basically done. And then you can tweak it with veggies or any additions from the fridge that you want. But why cook pasta in water when you can cook it in wine? Yes, wine. A video showing how to make red wine spaghetti went viral on social a while back. And it's easy to see why, because the dish tastes incredible. Not only that, but the ingredients that you need for red wine spaghetti, you probably probably rather already have on hand. You have olive oil and garlic and some crushed red pepper and, of course, spaghetti and red wine, hopefully a wedge of Parmesan, maybe a handful of walnuts and butter in the fridge. Now, the original recipe for red wine spaghetti started with a bottle, some said two, of red wine that you reduced down to nothing. Now, I'm all for a reduction sauce, and it wasn't expensive wine, but it's still wine. So I spent some time testing the recipe, reducing a bottle of wine down to a syrup. And then I tested the recipe by pre-cooking the pasta and finishing with wine, and a combination of the two was a winner. So when you're making red wine spaghetti, this week's culinary mastery lesson, you use a dry red wine that you will drink. It does not have to be an expensive wine. I like a Chianti or a Merlot. You don't want anything too sweet or the dish tends to tweak too sweet. And don't worry. If you're thinking that the spaghetti is going to taste like your glass of wine, it doesn't. It tastes like wine in the way that beef bourguignon does. It has an acidity but a creaminess to it, and it is luscious. And butter is the additional secret here, something that I learned from Scott Conan, the Italian Food Network judge whose scarpetta spaghetti is one of my favorite things. His secret is finishing his tomato sauce with butter so that you get mouthfeel and texture. And red wine spaghetti is made better because of butter too. Now, as you're making the dish, you will notice that the noodles change color. You essentially start to see what looks like a whole wheat noodle. And then as the color infuses and the pasta cooks in the wine, You get this bright, beautiful, vibrant, Merlot-colored plate of pasta. And just you wait. The flavor is so deep and so beautiful, and it goes perfectly with walnuts and Parmesan. And it has found a place in my home, I will tell you. Red wine spaghetti, you should master it. And I'd love to share my recipe. So email me, jamie at chefjamie.com. And I'll give you the lowdown, the recipe, 
of course, the method, and uh, you too can be a culinary hero. Okay, it's time for food news this week. Perfectly timed, in fact, for that January cleanse that you planned for. I actually found a new product at the end of the year, and it has me sipping on the go, and I wanted you to know about it. It is a brand new line of instant bone broth. It's actually a powder, a mix. So if you're on the bone broth train, if you get a kick from really what is incredible collagen extracted when the bones are simmered and notedly loaded with protein, we know the benefits of bone broth, right? Said to combat inflammation, boost immunity, strengthen your bones, improve your skin and your nails and your hair, and actually soothe a host of digestive issues, then maybe you've made bone broth or you've bought bone broth, but it's certainly not a good snack on the go. Unless, of course, it comes in this little easy-to-use instant beverage packet. It's from a company called Bare Bones, and I tested it for you. It's delicious. It's sippable and nutrient-dense, and I traveled with it over the holidays. And you just literally dump it into a cup of boiling water, and voila, bone broth. Bare Bones sources their bones from humanely raised grass-fed beef, pasture-raised chicken and turkey. They use organic veggies and spices. So you can just rip, mix, and sip. And it is all new and available from Bare Bones and in the supermarkets now, plus available online. So check it out, barebonesbroth.com. It's really pretty good, I have to say. Okay, don't touch your dial because there is lots of delicious conversation to kick off the year in culinary style. Coming up, Janet Fletcher, we call her the cheese diva, is sharing trends in cheese for 2020. And I know you're a cheese lover. Plus, Robert Schuler is here. He is our resident produce guru, and he's talking produce trends for the new year. Wait till you hear about the newest veggie wrap. You will not want to miss it. I'm Chef Jamie Gwen in your radio, and there's lots more fabulous food coming up right after this. Don't go away. Informative, entertaining, and delicious conversation abounds. Chef Jamie Gwen in your radio. Very happy 2020 to you. We're having a cheese tasting today. Oh, yes. From the blues to the breeze, the goudas, the parmigiano, the stinky and the funky, the artisanal, the local, the glorious imported cheeses. We are highlighting one of life's most delicious indulgences for sure. Janet Fletcher is a cheese impresario. She's been covering the cheese world avidly since 2002 for the San Francisco Chronicle and more. She is the author of Cheese and Wine, Cheese and Beer, and The Cheese Course, and Planet Cheese, her 
her weekly blog devoted to everything delicious. Her newspaper journalism has been honored with three James Beard Awards and an IACP Award as well, and she joins us live, and I am delighted. Happy New Year to you, Janet. Was yours filled with delicious cheese? Uh, Needless (laughs) to say, (laughs) but every day is. No, no, cheese is really a daily pleasure for me. And, it, um, you know, on special occasions, we spend a little more, maybe throw in some truffles. But mm. cheese, is, they, I, cheese is always there for me. That, that's what I love about you, is that you do have a constant dedication. Um, and you are always in the know when it comes to the cheese world. So I am delighted that we are kicking off the year growing our cheese knowledge As we embark on a very scrumptious 2020, can we please discuss cheese in the news first? Because tariffs are top of mind. Yeah, they are. We, uh, you know, in the fall, uh, the administration put in place this 25% tariff. Everybody kind of breathed a sigh of relief because uh, the administration had threatened a 100% tariff. (laughs) And uh, it doesn't apply to all imported cheeses, but to a lot of the ones that we really enjoy. And, and now there's a, a new threat of 100% on not just cheese, but wines. So it's, you know, it's not good. It no. really is, um, you know, going to make prices rise at the retail counter and it's going to, it's going to hurt. It's definitely going to hurt. And I think it's interesting to look at it from the perspective of we, uh, in this fabulous food world, we live for and love these indulgences that, uh, haven't had such restrictions in the past. And so the concern of being able to get what you want and what you love um, is top of mind for sure. Uh, There are some really beautiful domestic cheeses that have recently come into light. And I think this is a nice opportunity to highlight them. There was big cheese news at the end of last year. And if you could please tell us what the Rogue River Blue tastes like, because I am dying to know. Yeah, that's a fabulous cheese, and it just won the top cheese in the World Cheese Awards, which is a major international competition. It has in the past won, I think, more than once. It's won the best cheese at the American Cheese Society competition, but for it to rise to the top Mm. in the international competition was big news. That's the first time an American cheese has won that uh, international prize. So everybody was all abuzz with that, and it certainly is a deserving cheese. It's from Oregon. It's it's, some of the, uh, the ones they make, some of the Rogue River Blues are raw milk and some are not. And the funny story is that the creamery meant to send a raw milk, raw milk wheel to the competition, and whoever was in the shipping department that day got, got confused and sent a um, pasteurized milk version. So it's actually a pasteurized milk version that won. Um, it's a gorgeous cheese. It's wrapped in grape. It's a blue cheese, about six pounds, and it's wrapped in grape leaves from Oregon that have been soaked in a pear liqueur. So that kind of infuses the cheese mm. a little bit. It's a little bit sweet. Yes. Um, not. Uh, it's pretty robust uh, in terms of its blue flavor, but very just bold and it's, it kind of leaves you speechless. It's a beautiful <laughs> blue cheese. Beautiful I, to look at and very flavorful. Can you highlight a few new favorites in your cheese arsenal for, for a cheese board uh, you know, experience, I would call it? Sure. 
You know, just at the end of uh, 2019, I asked a lot of retailers around the country to tell me what some of their top sellers were for 2019. And a few of them were cheeses I, I didn't know, um, some new things coming in from, from Europe. But one of the cheeses that an East Coast retailer mentioned that had fallen off my radar a little bit is a cheese from Vermont called Alpha Tolman. Um, alpha like alphabet and Tolman, T-O-L-M-A-N. It's a cheese that's modeled after the mountain cheeses of France and Switzerland, like Comte and Gruyere, hard, aged, nutty. And that cheese has just gotten, it's, it's not new. It's mm-hmm. been around for maybe six or seven years, but it just keeps getting better. And it's now at a really good a good point. The maker is Jasper Hill. Yes, I know And the cheese is Alpha it. Tolman, cow's milk, raw cow's milk, uh, and it's uh, really eating very well right now. How very nice. And it sits alongside the, the Rogue River Blue. What else is on your cheese board? Well, I am loving a cheddar uh, from the Midwest called Flory's Truckle. The Flory is spelled F like Frank, L-O-R-Y. And a truckle is an English word that's almost always applied to a cheddar that's uh, in a fairly small format instead of a big, like, 30 or 40-pound wheel. It's a much smaller cheese. It's, it's taller than it is wide. Oh, interesting. And, uh, it's, this one has a natural rind, which is a, a very classic cheddar, part of the classic cheddar recipe. Yes. So it's not waxed. Um, it's not in a plastic bag. It has a natural rind, and it, it's just a gorgeous American cheddar, winning lots of awards. Beautiful. More mellow than some of the English cheddar, so it's very, very approachable. Beautiful. And a great, I, I would say, a great winter cheese. It's something to have in cold weather. Oh, I how love cheddars in cold weather. How nice. Um, and you happen to love fresh cheeses as well. I know you have an affinity for goat cheese um, or sh- chevre. Do you have a, a current favorite to round out that, uh, that cheese board collection? You know, I'm really loving one that's coming in from... Um, Australia these days, and it's huh. pretty widely available. And it's actually a blend of sheep and goat's milk. Nice. Uh, they won't tell you what the blend is, but it's that sheep's milk gives it a lot of creaminess. It's a fresh cheese that's marinated in olive oil with herbs like thyme. Mm. Can you tell us its name, please? And it is called, oh, the name! Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is called Meredith Dairy Fresh. Cheese. Meredith Dairy Fresh Cheese. It's in a little tub Love packed in olive oil, and it's oh. from Australia. I truly admire your passion for cheese, and we thank you for keeping us in the know. James Beard Award-winning journalist Janet Fletcher is the author of Three Cheese Books and Planet Cheese, a weekly blog devoted to everything cheese. So um, sign up so that you get all of her updates so that you too can aspire to be a cheese impresario at JanetFletcher.com. You can also view Janet's current schedule of cheese appreciation classes around California's Bay Area. And you can follow her culinary adventures at Janet Fletcher N. Nancy V. Victor, Napa Valley, more specifically, Janet Fletcher, N.V. Janet, always a pleasure. Will you come back mid-year and update us on the state of cheese, please? It would be my pleasure. I'd love it. Thank you. And a very happy new year to you once again. All the best in 2020. We have 
truly grand guests on this show. And, oh, there is so much more fabulous food yet to come. Chef Jamie Gwen in your radio. Don't touch your dial. We'll be right back. Okay, prepare yourself because we're about to get fresh. Welcome back, Chef Jamie Gwen in your radio and a very happy new year to you. Think tasty, tangy, tart, sweet, and delicious. And you'll think Melissa's, providing quality produce to chefs and restaurants and markets for over 25 years. I'm very proud and grateful to have Melissa's Produce as a supporter of this show and a partner since my inception 17 years ago, and their products just keep getting sweeter. So it's 2020, and we're keeping it lean and clean with fresh produce, fruits, and veggies galore. What will you see on trend, you ask? Robert Schuler is our resident produce guru and the director of All Things Fresh for Melissa's, and he's sharing his best predictions for this new year. He's here to increase your fruit and very veggie knowledge. Thank you, Jamie. Happy New Year back. Thank you. Um, Okay, first off, uh, let's talk trends and your predictions for 2020. What's going to be big? Okay, well, as... Melissa's is the um, the largest variety supplier of produce. Yeah, worldwide and worldwide. Uh, yeah, worldwide, <laughs> and uh, you know we're really known for our specialty items there. And we've noticed some things that have happened in the past year, and we know that consumers are going to be looking forward to some of the exotic fruits and specialty vegetables. So let Love me it. start off with the exotics there. Uh, believe it or not, the star fruit. A fruit also called carambola. It actually uh, cuts. When you cut it, it's in the shape of a star. Yes. It is a very Asian fruit, uh, something that you get to experience in Asia when you're there for vacation or work. And uh, when you come back here in the United States, a little harder to find, but actually now it's going to be easier to find because it's become so popular uh, to use not only as a garnish and display, but actually to enjoy as well. Yeah, like and out of out of hand year round. Okay, I will tell you. I remember star fruit from when you first sourced them. It was such a novelty, Robert. We would slice it and put it on a cheese board or garnish a salad, and people went, I mean, bonkers. Like, it was so beautiful, and it was nouveau, and um, Melissa's brought it from, you know, sourced it from Asia. And today, it's much more, I think, understood and well-known. But it's more than a garnish, like you said. I love that crisp texture. It has a really unique quality to it. It's bright. It's fresh. Uh, what would you consider the flavor profile? The flavor profile is is a little bit more mild than a typical fruit there. The neat thing about the star fruit is you don't have to really seed it. The seeds are really small. Right. You don't have to skin it. You need to just wash it up, cut it, and it has uh, a watermelon-like texture. There but we go. Kind of more of a mild, sweet, 
lightly sweeted kiwi yes. would be the flavor profile, I would say, for uh, star fruit. Yeah, and it's crunchy and delicious, and I can't wait to eat some. Okay, what's next on uh, 2020 produce trends? Another exotic fruit. Actually, it's the number one exo- um, tropical fruit in the world, and that is the almighty mango. Really? However, hmm. here in the United States, the mango's like number 14 or 15 in terms of fruit. However, uh, even though mangoes have been a significant driver uh, in the produce category, one thing that's uh, newer and different is that you're now seeing these tree-ripened varieties that are available to us. Um, And let me explain when you say tree-ripened varieties. When you typically pick up a mango at the store, it's rock hard and may take several days for it to ripen up. But these tree-ripened varieties stay on the vine longer and um, should be ripe pretty soon right after purchasing it. So you'll have to look for the Melissa's label, but um, currently during the winter season, you're going to, the, the, the vine ripe, the tree-ripened variety you want to look for is called the Australian mango. Okay. And come spring, summer, the honey, or what are also called atafo mangoes. And we also have one uh, that is, is specifically named tree ripen. So you know when you, um, when you buy that mango, it's going to be softer to touch. The color on the mango, though there's many different varieties, is not an indication of ripeness. And I think a lot of people think that a mango is ripe when it turns a color to, like, yellow or orange. But there are mangoes out there, like green teak mangoes, that never turn color. So really it's, it's the, the feeling the mango right. and the aroma which really tells you when the fruit is ripe. Right, and that's what I look for. I look for touch and I look for that beautiful, sweet aromatic. And I think progress is brilliant that we are able, because of Melissa's, to buy fruit that is ripe and beautiful just after purchase rather than the waiting time and the guessing game. So I think that's fabulous. And you know, Robert, I love a mango almost more than anything else. Um, Butterscotch pears. You've been talking about them a lot. We used to call them Korean pears, but they are the ultimate uh, winter fruit to me because they don't oxidize. I use them in salads. I um, put them out for snacking. Uh, I, I absolutely love them. Are they on trend for 2020? Most definitely. Yeah. Um, it may also be commonly known as an Asian pear, but it's a premium variety. It comes from Korea. It's called butterscotch pear. It's in the shape of an apple, mm-hmm. but it's actually in the pear family. When mm-hmm. you bite into it, it has a crunch like an apple, but more the flavor of the pear. And that's so the good. thing I love about it, oh. because the butterscotch pears you can cut and leave out. Unlike other pears and apples, you can't do that because they turn brown after you cut it. Right. And these butterscotch pears are something oh. to always enjoy in the wintertime through about February, early March. So yeah. look for them. Okay. Yeah. Send some, please. <laughs> um, can we talk potatoes? I think that the potato world... Uh, is ever growing. And it's quite extraordinary to me that Melissa's has shown such a focus on them. What does 2020 hold for uh, potatoes? It's really amazing the variety you can buy today. Yes. There's so many different varieties beyond your typical rust that is available to us. The biggest trend has been in the baby varieties, 
These are the ones that are smaller, you know, about golf ball or ping pong ball size. Right. The neat thing about it is for those who are convenienced, it's a, it's a vegetable, it's a root that can easily um, be cooked faster. You don't have to skin it. And in many cases, like if you get the peewee varieties of baby potatoes that are like even smaller, about the size of a quarter or a silver dollar, um, you don't even have to cut it. You just need to wash it and start cooking it. The most popular baby variety that's available happens to be our signature variety. It's called Dutch Yellow Potato. And the cousin to it is the red skin variety called the Ruby Gold Potato. So those are two varieties that I know, Jamie, that you love to work with in your kitchen as well. I do. So I take both of those little uh, Melissa's Dutch Yellow and Melissa's Ruby Gold. I will either steam them or boil them. Then I smash them and then I crisp them with olive oil. I I do lemon zest and chopped fresh herbs and I have what I call smashed potatoes. You get the tenderness and that buttery texture on the inside, the crispy on the outside. Robert, there's nothing better. Absolutely nothing better. Oh, they're so good. All right. A couple things to cover as far as what 2019 showed us. There were some new produce discoveries that are continuing to grow momentum-wise, trending for 2020. One of them is fascinating to me. You call it a tropical avocado. It is. um, Well, first of all, you've got to understand that the Haas avocado is the most popular and most common variety you will find in stores across the country. They're grown either a lot of times in California or they're imported from like Mexico, New Zealand, and whatnot. Um, but one thing that is always um, noticed if you don't live in, like, California, where we grow them in our backyards here, is that avocados are extremely expensive um, on the East Coast and the Midwest um, because they don't grow any out there. Um, but the neat thing is, is now we're going to see some of these new varieties um, be become available commercially. There's the the new one that I was referring to, that you were referring to here, is called the Tropical Avocado. It comes out of the Dominican Republic. Um, It is a green skin variety. Now, I know you you probably have heard about the green skin varieties that are available out of Florida. Those are a little bit different. And this this is how I'm going to teach you on now you're going to know the difference in terms of flavor profile. A Haas avocado has a very oily taste and texture to it, and it's what consumers love. And then, of course, the big green skin one that's grown from um, Florida, it's very large in size. It's like four or five times bigger in size, and you don't see them too often here on the West Coast in California. Um, but you'll see them over on the East Coast. Oh, Robert, this is fun. As we forecast produce trends for 2020, don't touch your dial. Robert Schuler of Melissa's Produce, you and me, Chef Jamie Gwen, back after this. We're back and we're dishing. Happy New Year to you, Chef Jamie Gwen in your radio. 
keeping it lean and clean. Robert Schuler is here with produce trends for 2020. Talk coconut, please, because that is an, a fascinating trend to me. It has continued a few years now, this growing passion for coconut water, uh, the ultimate hydration, and Melissa's has mastered it. Yes, and we are all, we've for years been on the trend for coconuts in general. More used for the water that's contained in the, in, in the fruit than right. the fruit itself. Uh, but it's, it, it's, it's a fruit that not only allows, that has uh, juice, the fluid, the water on the inside, but you can also enjoy it for the meat. However, the coconut I'm referring to that is very common is the sweet young coconut. Right. The sweet young coconut is not the brown common one that you see, but it looks like a white parking cone. It's, in, <laughs> it's shaped like a cone. Yeah. However, as of um, recently this year, we've been seeing that organic coconuts are now available. And so we now have the organic sweet young coconuts available on a year-round basis, but this is the cool thing. Um, we call them easy open sweet young coconuts. The easy open is there is a tab on the top, like a plastic valve on the top of the coconut that you unclip, push in, and then put a straw in. So literally a consumer can now buy a coconut at their local store right. and actually be drinking it on the way to their car. They no longer have to go all the way home to <laughs> break open the coconut to enjoy the water. Yeah. You can literally buy the coconut in the refrigerated section of your produce department and start and sipping. Start drinking as soon as you purchase it. Yeah, I have to tell you, it is the most brilliant. It's like opening a soda can. I mean, it's brilliant. Let's talk convenience before I let you go. For 2020, we know... A, overwhelmingly food trend wise convenience items are on the rise and at their uh, at their height i mean it's really quite incredible we all live crazy busy lives and if you can get something already prepared that is of high quality that cuts down on the prep or the time it takes to put dinner on the table and we can still gather to dine and eat together well then i'm all for it Melissa's is definitely on the cutting edge of convenience trends. And I love your cooked lentils, the already cooked garbanzo beans, the beets. I mean, these are things that make dinner easy. Are you seeing convenience items from Melissa's on trend for 2020 as much as I predict? Definitely, without a doubt. Yeah. Our whole streamline, which started about 15 years ago, went from one item to almost 15 items as of today. The most popular ones, like you mentioned, the steam lentils, where you have lentils in a package in the produce department, doesn't have any extra preservative on it, and it's literally, you can eat them out of the package. It's that easy. They're delicious. Like a cryovac package there. Um, and you would find it in the refrigerated section of your produce department. The convenience that comes with each one of these packages. Another item is the steamed beets. We have the steamed baby beets that are red. We have the gold ones. We also have them organically as well. That mm. is the most popular of all the steamed convenience lines because mm. how long does it take usually a consumer to, to make uh, beets ready to go to eat because oh. you don't eat them raw? Right. 
And it's so, it's, it's such like, a pain, Robert. Like, look, I am all for the beautiful practice of cooking. You know that. And as a professional chef, you know, roasting beets on salt is a luxury. But the time and the mess is you know, often overwhelming. So if you never had to roast a beet again and take paper towels to clean off the skin and you're left with purple fingers and I open a Melissa's package and I slice them and I put them on a salad or I puree them with an apple and I make beet and apple puree for a pork roast. How easy is that? It's brilliant. I think it's brilliant. We have the chickpeas, what are our garbanzo beans? We have a um, seven bean medley, red kidney beans, artichoke hearts that are ready to go. So good. It's just, uh, it's just a time consumer and convenience is one of the big trends that you'll see in produce departments across the country as well. Thank you for uh, bringing your crystal ball, for sharing your produce predictions for 2020, and for always keeping us in fresh, fabulous fruits and veggies. I'm very proud to call you our resident produce guru here, Robert, and I can't wait till you come back later in the year and uh, give us an update. I appreciate it. Finding glorious produce from around the world is a snap when it comes to Melissa's. At chefjamie.com, you'll find the weekly Melissa's produce pick, so you're always sure what's in season. You'll find a link to their website, full of resourceful fruit and veggie information as well. Wonderful ways to send a fresh gift of produce to have it delivered directly to your door and more. Melissa's is the leader in worldwide produce. So stay on trend, eat lean and clean, and make it a New Year's resolution to bring all of those fresh, fabulous items from Melissa's into your kitchen. Learn more at melissas.com. Robert, I'll talk to you soon. Thank you again. Thank you. And so that brings us to the end of another hour of delicious conversation, definitely keeping you on trend for 2020. As we continue to forecast new food epiphanies, you will hear it here first. And I hope that you'll continue to tune in for lots more delicious conversation every weekend. I hope you'll come cruise with me this year as well. August of this year, 2020, we're cruising Alaska in Chef Jamie style. That's me, private cooking classes with you and me, private shore excursions and more on board the most delicious cruise line on the planet, Oceana. To learn more, please go to chefjamie.com and find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram where I hope you'll become a friend and a fan at Chef Jamie Gwen so that you can find my daily dish. But before you go, Let me leave you with my last bite for the hour, my last ounce or tidbit of culinary conversation. Do you have any cranberry sauce left in a mason jar from the holidays? I do. Lots. And I love cranberry sauce, and it has many uses. I spoon it on top of my yogurt in the morning, post-holidays. I'll marinate chicken in it and either grill or roast I happen really, truly to have a thing for cranberry sauce, but have you ever mixed it with mayonnaise? That's right. Cranberry chicken salad might be one of the most delicious things that you've ever tasted. There are millions of ways to use up that cranberry sauce, but a cranberry pecan chicken salad, so good. It is pure yum, I have to say. And I'm sharing the recipe once again on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Chef Jamie Gwen. So please check it out. And I'll meet you here next weekend when there is lots more fabulous food in your radio. Thank you for listening. I'm Chef Jamie Gwen signing off, and I hope you continue to eat well. <laughs> <laughs>